Welcome to the College Football Bros. The podcast recorded from the best coast. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. All right, let's get right into week 11. Ryan, give us your first takeaway. Yeah, I'll touch on the uh, North Carolina Wake kind of interesting game here. Very entertaining to watch as, uh, you know, we expected this actually to be a good game. A couple of really good offenses and not so good defenses. But after this game, Wake definitely, they got to feel like they should have won this game. Um, just kind of based on what happened. So they scored a touchdown with about four minutes left in the third quarter to go up 34-33. And then they went for two, maybe a little early, but, you know, I had no problem with it, to go for two to try to get up by three. They failed, so they stayed up one. But then the next time they got the ball back in the same score, they went 91 yards in over five minutes, but they didn't convert a fourth down, uh, you know, in the deep in North Carolina territory. So ended up being a turnover on downs for them. Um then they got another opportunity, and and Sam Hart they drove into North Carolina territory again. Sam Hartman threw a pick, uh, so just it's just a tough situation for them. But they gave up a field goal to go down thirty six thirty four. Then they still had a chance, plenty of time left for Sam Hartman to go down. All they needed to get a field goal, um, but they went four and out. So they just had a lot of opportunities there, and you would have thought with the offense they would have at least put something up on the board. Um, so disappointing loss for Wake. They kind of have stumbled down here down the stretch, but. North Carolina, though, they're they're doing the opposite. They're finding ways to win, man. Nine and one. Drake May is just on fire over 400 yards in this game. Uh, they clinched the Coastal Division, so they're going to take on Clemson. And they got a Heisman contender. Yep. He's, his odds keep coming down. Yeah. And I think I saw they were at one site six to one this week. They've so, won, yeah, they're... they've won so many close games, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they have. They got to win yeah. out for him to have a sh- chance, but they, they could. Yep. All right. Well, another entertaining game. Uh, this one Saturday night. Washington beat Oregon, thirty-seven thirty-four. Great win for for the Huskies. Great coaching job by Kalen DeBoer. He now has them eight and two. And of course, Oregon likely out of the playoff with this loss. But I want to focus on one play call that got a lot of attention on Twitter. I've heard uh, a few other podcasts debate it and talk about it. So Oregon had fourth and really less than one. Uh, from their own 34-yard line, tie game, minute and a half left. And Dan Lanning decided to go for it. They didn't get it. Running back slipped, and Washington got a field goal and ended up getting the win. So I, I saw one tweet in particular. Stuart Mandel called the decision incomprehensible, which to me seems really strong because like, even if you disagreed with the decision, that's fine. It's not that difficult to understand why they might have done it, right? Like it's... Even, even if you disagreed. But anyway, so I actually thought it was the right call. Uh, I saw a model on Twitter, which is uh, based on research by Ben Baldwin, who is apparently a highly respected guy in the football analytics community, understands data, and apparently understands football because he created a tool that is able to accurately identify the type of coverages that NFL uh, defenses are in and is used by the NFL. So anyway, pretty qualified guy and his model which has been adjusted for college is i would think decent at least it said the decision was not close that going for it assuming both teams are average improved oregon's win probability from 47 to 66 percent compared to punting 
And in reality, Oregon is not average. They're seventh in the nation in power success rate. They, they've converted 85% of third and fourth downs from two yards or fewer. And like I said, this was under a yard. And Lanning said they hadn't had one negative rush play the whole second half. So seems like a lot of factors favoring going for it, especially when you punt it away. Washington had been gashing your, yeah, your Oregon's defense. defense wasn't good. Yeah. So there's decent chance they could, you know, pass down the field and get into field goal range anyway and and kick a, a, a game-winning field goal with no time left so anyway now they didn't have Bo Nix in there that is a definitely yeah an important factor you'd adjust whatever chances downward of them converting that that fourth down but even if you plug in I, I looked at the worst team in the country at power success rate which is Temple 43 percent even then the model has a slight recommendation to go for it so I don't know. To me, at the very least, it seems like a debatable call. Um, I'm, I'd be open to hearing other kind of qualitative arguments that, about why this case was so different that they should have punted. But at, at the very least, it's debatable. At, but at best, it seems like a clear decision to go for it. Didn't work out, though. So I guess he was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it goes. But entertaining game. Uh, all right. I'm going to move on to TCU and Texas. So Obviously not totally surprising that, that TCU won, but it was just surprising in the manner in which they did because it wasn't the offense. Duggan only had 124 yards passing. Um, they won a defensive battle, 17-10. to 10. They held Texas to only three offensive points because you know Duggan couldn't fall in a fumble late and Texas had the scoop and score to, to, cut, it to a t- cut it to seven late. So easily their best uh, defensive performance of the year held Texas to 199 yards. Bijan Robinson only had 29 rushing yards, and Ewers, eesh, not great. 17 of 39 when you know when they need him most. That's that's not ideal. And then I, I saw a thing about at halftime it was three nothing, and the teams had only combined for 140 yards. That was the lowest in the Big 12 in any half since 2009. Wow. Nebraska Obama. It was actually Texas, Colorado in 2009. Oh. <laughs> 140 oh. combined yards. But uh wow. But anyway, so the the takeaway for TCU is they clinched a spot in the Big 12 title and obviously obviously their playoff hopes are still alive. And for Texas, the takeaway is, is it Michael's, you know, Michael's dark horse to make You know, the... I didn't go I I was so close to to pulling a Baylor Ryan because I, I love TCU this preseason. Yeah. I picked him to go to the Big 12 title, but I wussed out. I, I I had I had OU winning, so I I really well, don't have any bragging it. rights. I had him right. making it, yeah. Which is yeah, that's very give credit good. for that. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but uh, you know, the takeaway for Texas is they can they can be really good in the computer metrics. They can play good really good teams tough. But at some point, the results have to come on the field, and they just haven't yet under Sark. So, yikes! Nope, nope. That, that's, that's tough. Rough, rough year two. Uh, yeah, at least they got to win the last two games, man. Yeah, I mean, I guess if they end up eight and four, that is pretty much what we thought before the season. With but... an outside shot still to make the, the title game, they need a little yeah. help. But you that's know, true. That's I mean, true. They're 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 still not out of it. So, yeah, yeah. I guess it's there's been so many ups and downs. I shouldn't. Uh, I shouldn't. You know, yeah, call it a disappointing yeah. season yet. Win the last two, and I think you can still convince yourself. Okay, where progress is being made. Yeah, I will but. say Quinn Ewers' stats right now. If you look at his on the full season, yeah. he's had a couple couple bad games here. And yeah, not not Hasn't looking great up at times when they needed him too. Yeah. Um, okay. What's next? Yep. Uh, I'm talking about uh, Purdue, Illinois, 
and how nobody wants to win the Big Ten West. Man. <laughs> um, this was, you know, the game was a very even game the whole way. It was never more than a one-score game until about the final minute when Purdue went up by 10. But Illinois even got a late field goal to make it interesting with, like, I don't know, 18 seconds left. But, um, but yeah, just the Big Ten West, man, it's been a revolving door at the top about who you felt as, like, in the driver's seat going to win it. You know, first, obviously, before the season, it was Wisconsin. Um, then even Nebraska held after on the to first, first drive place. after the first drive yeah. of the Northwestern or, you know, or the first yeah. half or something. Yeah. First. Yeah, exactly. But even Nebraska was in first place a few weeks in a couple weeks into the season, oh, they were in okay. first place. Well, yeah, but they we had, knew at that time. So I know everybody knew, knew they they that. No shot. <laughs> I had, to, I just had to toss it in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. But then it was Minnesota seemed to have a, a good, strong hold on it. Then we had Purdue, then Illinois, now back yeah, to Purdue. That's true. Maybe, maybe Iowa, Iowa now. Iowa still, yeah, they got a shot. It's, Iowa it's has like, the, yeah. It's a four-way tie right now with with four teams at four and three, but I think you have to give the edge to Purdue since their last two games are Northwestern and Indiana. So, yeah, yeah. You know, likely to go Purdue, six and three. Purdue, I think, I think that what it is now is Purdue wins those and then they need Iowa to lose at Minnesota or, or Nebraska uh, to lose one of those. So... Yeah, Purdue has the best shot. Is that right, Trey? I think that's the case. Yeah, I'll double check while we're okay. While you go, but anyway, that was a good point about the Big Ten West. Yeah, I had forgotten how it really has. Like, like almost every, even Northwestern, I should say, because yeah. they beat Nebraska the first. Yeah, week, they beat so. Nebraska. I was like, wow, maybe this will be their bounce back. <laughs> yeah, you know? maybe their bounce back. So really, every <laughs> single team in the Big Ten West at some point, like really, Nebraska was the only one where you didn't ever really feel like they had a shot. Maybe, uh, I guess so. Uh, anyway, back to the Pac-12, a lot of best coast, west coast talk here, because yes. especially in previewing next week, as we'll get to, the two biggest games of the weekend are Pac-12 games, but UCLA joined Oregon in likely Man. eliminating themselves from playoff contention this past weekend. They lost in the final minutes to Arizona as a 20-point favorite, and DTR had a guy open in the end zone on the last play and just couldn't couldn't make the throw the guy couldn't make the catch and this also likely cost them college game day this upcoming sorry i dropped my phone there (laughs) ryan dropped an airpod and it really startled me (laughs) it did i guess i i paused because i was like well i can just eliminate your audio in post so it'll be fine but then i'm like but i just stopped dead in my tracks so i'm gonna sound like a real weirdo here so i guess we gotta acknowledge it keep it moving keep it moving yep anyway uh yeah they they lost college game day because uh yeah it would have now they're going think, to had to have gone to usc at ucla if they both had one loss and i still thought they were going to go anyway but yeah they're going to montana montana Good state montana Bozeman. yeah and i'm looking at the big 10 that it is a log jam because illinois would have to win at michigan this week yes. and then at northwestern so cause just because there's there is scenarios where three teams could tie and then it's different right. scenarios oh, but, yeah. but most likely most likely um iowa would control but then purdue purdue sitting in pretty pretty good spot but yeah i i could be wrong on my scenarios because maybe you know i shouldn't have been but when i was looking at the scenarios i was like well okay illinois loses at michigan i was just like assuming that it's not you know you never know it's, it's, so then at that point it's just iowa wins out i guess right and then the last two games and then they're in huh if illinois goes down uh, I, don't, I, I don't want to be so, quoted on Iowa, anything. No, I think you're right because they would. Be, Iowa would beat Minnesota, which that was one of the teams that's four and three. Illinois is out. Um, 
and then Purdue and Iowa and Iowa beat Purdue. So yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but as we've seen, it's very unpredictable and I'll yeah, believe exactly. it. Whatever happens, Some, happens. Somehow Wisconsin's going to come back and win it. Yeah. But uh, all right. So moving on to more exciting football than the Big Ten West, Alabama, Ole Miss, um, Lane, you know, he, he's clearly elevated the Ole Miss program, but just can't quite get that, that breakthrough win. You know, they can still finish with 10 wins again, make a prominent bowl game, but they have had an opportunity here to get a splashy win at home and kind of coming into the game. You didn't know what Bama team would show up as it's, you know, most likely their goals are dashed and and it was 17, seven Ole Miss early. You kind of thought Ole Miss was going to do it. Maybe Bama threw in the towel. But man, credit to the tide. Bryce Young led some great scoring drives. The defense held off uh, one last rebel drive at the end of the end of the game in the red zone. And then <laughs> Lane Kiffin, just the the king of the pressers, uh, on Monday his press conference, he claimed that uh, Jackson Dart's mother was saying that the officiating, uh, she was saying to the officiating, it was a shame that her son gets treated different based on the program he's at and how he's pr- protected different. And he went on to say that you can't find me for what someone else says. So he's, <laughs> he's, uh, That's good. He's something, That's but good. yeah, Bama gets the dub. Oh, back to me. Okay. Um, so we got, uh, LSU, LSU in Arkansas, um, a very ugly game or, um, you know, LSU barely pulled this one out. Um, we didn't have a touchdown in this game till LSU scored one late in the third quarter to go up 13 to three. Um, but Arkansas actually kind of pretty quickly uh, responded and, and scored a touchdown of their own to make it 13 to 10. And they had the ball with a few more chances to, to either tie it or to take the lead up on LSU, but they just could never do it. LSU's defense forced turnover. They got a couple stops. Um, and LSU's defense is just playing really, really well. But it was just ugly offense. No QB threw for 100 yards in this game. Jaden Daniels struggled. Both quarterbacks for Arkansas, Arkansas really struggled. Um, no, neither team reached 300 yards. They each had a couple turnovers, but credit to LSU, man. They found a way to win and now they've earned the right to face Georgia for the SEC title game. They, uh, clinched the West with this crazy monster game yeah. from Harold Perkins, the freshman just, yes. Yeah. Four for sacks. Sure. You had crazy. to think KJ Jefferson would have made a difference in that game though, but yeah, obviously didn't have him. All right. Penn state is quietly having a, a, a nice bounce back season they're eight and two uh, they've got Rutgers and Michigan State remaining so decent chance to to get to 10 and two and really just you know they're top 10 in most power ratings one bad result on the season getting blown out by Michigan of course was was not great yeah. but they were in it until the end against Ohio State the other loss so not too bad after two struggling seasons the past past two years and just to helps them avoid a, a Jimbo Fisher like situation with with Franklin because of course Franklin got this monster deal, um, and it would cost I don't know like eighty million something to to get rid of him. But now they don't want to because ten and two or well nine three whatever they end good up recruiting, good recruiting. You can you can live with that. It's it's not a, a disaster situation. Oh yeah, New Year's Six ball man. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's yeah. good and stuff. And we all we st- we all still believe in in Franklin. And it's two potential playoff teams he's losing to. So yeah, you know. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to move on to UCF and Tulane. It was a a huge ranked matchup in the AAC, and UCF ended up getting the wire to wire victory. John Rice Pumley, he was the difference. Uh, he came back from injury, 
ended up beating Tulane with his legs. He had 176 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. Uh, their defense forced a couple Tulane turnovers, and, and now UCF, they're, they're sitting pretty for a spot in the AAC title and get the New Year's Six bid. Uh, they're in a three-way tie currently with Tulane and Cincinnati, but they beat both, um, and now they only face Navy and South Florida. So they're going to be big favorites to get there. And then for the second spot in the title, it seems like it's setting up for the last game of the year when Tulane travels to Cincinnati. So that would be a Ooh. fun showdown. Yeah, kind of a pseudo semifinal. That's cool. So the winner, the, the Americans, got to be the 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 G the G five rep, right? I mean, there's nobody like. I mean, maybe if uh, Boise wins out, they have a shot. But they have three losses. So. Yeah, probably not. Um, yeah. um, and Coastal, they down. still just have one loss, but they lost Grayson. Yeah. Yeah, or at least I don't know if he can come back. And they're not even um, like ranked even close. He might to come back for point. the conference no. title, but even so, they haven't. They don't have enough quality wins. Mm. Mac beat each yeah. other up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So did. Yeah, I don't. I don't see Liberty lost to who this week? It was uh, well, they're they're independent, so they're they not, lost they're to not UConn. Oh, hey, UConn call. got their sixth win, but, bowl eligible. Good for them. Oh, yeah, unbelievable! Yeah, insane, job. insane. Oh wow! Like. Jim Morris, coach of the year, man. Yeah, yeah, he's he's uh, he's got to be up there, right behind Jimbo Fisher. All right, <laughs> wow. let's low blow. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, oh, man. <laughs> A&M that fan probably tuning in, just being like, ah, oh, they're probably not going to talk about us. Like, what is, what is there to say, you know? And then I had to do Boom. that. Sorry. Ouch. Well, let's uh, move on from that and enter the trivia zone. Um, I'm going to ask you a trivia question here. Trivia. Doesn't matter what it is, you have answers. Zone. When you ask me those kind of questions, it really pisses me off. Trivia Zone. Okay, so following following a victory against an in-state rival, which team is 6-0 on the road for the first team in school history? First time, first time in school history. <laughs> <laughs> David wrote team that frickin' no, it was. Yeah, I just read it wrong. Uh, uh, repeat the wait, question. So in-state rival win. Now they're 6-0 oh on the road. Yep. Power not, 5. Now on the road and not just in. Yeah, okay. 6-0 and oh on the road. In-state rival. Is it TCU? No. That's a good guess. Um. Uh, um, no, 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 lost it. North Carolina? North Carolina, yeah. Ah, yes, good call. There you go. Beat Wake Forest 36-34, as Ryan talked about. North Carolina is currently ranked number 13 in the AP poll. What is their highest ever season-ending ranking in the AP poll? Oof. Take a guess. You're not going to know it, but... Yeah. Um, five. Trey? Six. Oh, three, third. Ooh, in 1948, they were 9-0-1 before losing Ooh. to OU in the Sugar like, Bowl. Wow. They didn't have any like breakout years with Peppers or anything? I mean, finishing third is pretty good, right? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, that's uh, true. Second best, just... Their second best finish, though, is 1997, 11-1, and they were ranked number six in the AP poll. Oh, okay. Were, oh, okay. And they were coached by, by whom? Mac Brown. Mac Brown, yes. All right. TCU defeated Texas 17 to 10 on Saturday, clinching their spot in the Big 12 title game. Their first appearance since 2017 when Kenny Hill 
lost to Baker Mayfield and Oklahoma 41 to 17. Uh, since the Big 12 championship game was first played in 1996, which five teams have had at least three appearances in the title game? Nebraska. Nebraska. Nebraska's had six. Wait, at least three appearances Tex. in the Big 12 title game? Yeah. Oklahoma. Okay, so Texas has had six. Oklahoma's yeah. had 12. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nebraska. What? How many were you naming? Five. So you've got the top three. Yeah. Oh. Oklahoma was first. Texas and Nebraska are tied for second. Um. Hmm. Okay. And then uh, K State maybe. K State is fifth with three appearances. This and then ooh, ooh man. I'm thinking Did, either Colorado or yeah. I'm gonna say Colorado. Yeah, it Colorado, is Colorado. Yeah. Wow. You you guys got that without guessing one incorrectly, and three of those teams or sorry, two of those teams are not even in the conference anymore. <laughs> well true <laughs> yeah i mean it had to be some teams from the north because ou and texas just took all of them from the south you know yeah all right well good job there georgia quarterback stetson bennett threw for three touchdowns in georgia's victory over mississippi state bennett overtook matthew stafford for fifth on the school's career passing touchdowns list who are the four players still ahead of bennett aaron green or Aaron Murray. David Green. <laughs> was, you got two of them uh, right there, right? All right, I got him. David, yeah, Aaron, <laughs> David Green. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Murray. Aaron Murray's number one about, with 121 touchdowns, so he's he's number one by a long shot. Uh, David Green is third with 72 touchdowns. What about DJ Shockley? Uh, not nah, on the top. He was only like a one. Not on the top Jake six. Fromm. Jake Fromm's number two with 78 touchdowns. So oh, you've got okay. the top three. You're just missing fourth, who... I've never heard of played in 1991 to 1994. Ooh, this is that's pre, pre my time caring about football. Mm. 91 to 94 Georgia. Come on, guys, Some... this one's easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. How do you not know? It this? is. It's easy. Give me. Um, is there a hint? Initials. I well, I, I already gave you a hint. You just didn't notice. Probably some oh, of the listeners oh. noticed. Come on, guys. This is easy. Oh, no. Eric Zier. Oh, Zier. wow. Good job. <laughs> you said what? easy. To, and I, what clue did this? I said easy. easy. The initials. Oh, <laughs> Eric Zier. But I didn't even oh, think Zier. you would get it from that because I hadn't heard of him. I, so. Nice job. I, I, don't, I, yeah, I don't know who that I've, is. I, yeah. Yeah. Somehow. Right. Good call. There you have it. There is trivia. Never even heard of that guy. Eric Zier. Mm. Yeah. Random. Okay, well, let's Random memory. move on to week 12 here and make our picks for Saturday. Get us started, Ryan. All right, I got Illinois is playing at Michigan. Uh, Wolverines are favored 18 points right now. Illinois is coming off of a couple losses in a row, both at home to Michigan State and Purdue. So they're not coming in with a ton of momentum. But, hey, they still have a shot at making the Big Ten title game somehow. Um, so I do think that they're going to come in and, and give it their best shot here. I don't think they're just going to kind of give up as some teams do on the season. Um, and, and I like the way they play, at least their matchups here with, with Michigan. They run the ball a ton. Uh, they play really good defense. I think that's going to be enough to shorten the game and certainly not get blown out. Add in the fact that Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy in that passing game has not been firing on all cylinders the last few weeks. Even Nebraska kind of held them in check through the air. So got my doubts that they can just blow the doors off Illinois. They're better and they're going to win, but just don't think they can blow them out. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me to see a close game there in the second yeah. half. 
All right, TCU minus two and a half at Baylor. Trey. Early game, big noon Saturday game. And fun fact, they they will now tie Texas versus Texas A&M as the most played rivalry in Texas. Hmm. Interesting. But for this game itself, um, this game is is weird because, you know, TCU unbeaten, impressive resume of wins, just won the massive game at Texas. Baylor just got drilled at home to Kansas State 31 to 3. They fell to 6 and 4. I'm probably overthinking it, but I'm going to take Baylor. Uh, Kansas State, very strong defense. Shapin uh, turned it over a couple times. They didn't convert on a fourth down on their own 19 yard line. I don't think there's going to be as much resistance with the TCU defense as there was for K State. So I'm going to back the Baylor team that they had just won convincingly at Texas Tech and won at Oklahoma. So that's why I'm going Baylor. Well, TCU's defense. Yeah, look out! Played well last yeah, week at they, Texas. They did. Man. I, know, I give I give them credit there. They did. Uh, that was pretty darn good. Uh, I, I've you know kind of been on this uh, train for the last few weeks for for TCU. Just I, I they just find ways to win. Their offense has been really good. Now their defense stepped up, um, and they needed it obviously because the offense just wasn't didn't fire on all cylinders for them. But yeah, Texas just had twenty eight rushing yards. Very impressive. And I think this week they'll get a little bit of their offensive mojo back against Baylor. The, Baylor kind of struggled, obviously, as Trey mentioned. And um, they had a couple games in a row they've given up, 35 and 31. So they're not exactly doing it. And I'm not I'm not high on Blake Shapin. Don't think he's really had all that great of a year. Struggled last week. So I think TCU's got the big quarterback edge. I like TCU. I am also going to continue to pick TCU until they let me down. Yeah, Shapin's had a, a kind of a rough last few games here, second half of the season. I think TCU has the huge edge offensively, and Baylor's defense has actually been worse than TCU's defense on the season. So, uh, you know, they just had their hopes of making the Big 12 title erased. Is that right? They're officially out. Uh, Who, Baylor? Yeah. You're done. You're got, done. They, oh, no. Oh, no. Not, offic- not oh, officially. See, I, I knew I had to ask there because there's so they many need, scenarios. They need, like, a lot, a lot of help. Like, e- almost oh, everything yeah, no, you're has right. to fall. They're four and three, so I guess they're still... Everything yeah, yeah, you would got have three to kind of fall their way. Yeah. yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I should have looked at that closer. But I ha- I haven't totally... I, I've A few conferences, a few division races I've I dove yeah. into, but uh, it's after this week, then, yeah, obviously, you really... Yeah. It's a lot we'll of the scenarios a, are fun to look at. They are. Uh, but anyway, I... They so... That kind of ruins my my little punchline here because they technically they definitely <laughs> yeah. still have a chance to make the Big Twelve title. But ignore that factor. I still love TCU. I want to make TCU my lock. Okay. Yeah, I think they're. I think TCU is like eight and one against the spread or something like that. They're, yeah, they, they are. They only have year. one loss, maybe a push. Yeah, they're yeah something like that. They're strong. So I right. wonder who was uh, it against. Was it maybe S? Was it the no, Kansas game? Oh yeah, we're the only one by that, seven. That might, have, that might have been the push. Maybe it was the push. Yeah, depending on when you got them. Maybe Oklahoma, Oklahoma State at home. They won by three. I don't know. Oklahoma State. They won by three. Uh, that they was were long five. enough ago that Oklahoma. What's that? Oh, they, they were favorite were five. Yeah. So that's it. Oh, so that's that it. it. Okay. Yeah. All right, and and it took uh, overtime magic by Spencer Sanders to even cover. All right. So moving on to another Big 12 game, Kansas State favored seven and a half at West Virginia. And I'm going to back Kansas State. Uh, it looks like they're going to be without Adrian Martinez for a few weeks, unfortunately. But Will Howard has filled in tremendously. 
He's played in the last three games, throw nine touchdowns to you know really open up up the passing game element for them. And the offense has taken a, a different life with him. It's a good matchup for them too because West Virginia's defense has been pretty bad this year, giving up a ton. They've lost three of four, and the athletic director just got let go. Just not the best time in Morgantown. So I'm going to give the points with K-State. Yeah, Neil Brown coaching his last few games there, it seems like. It would be surprising if he's back. He's got back. a massive buyout, though. Yeah, he has oh, a does he really? $20 million dollar he's buyout. He's got like 20. It's a lot. Oh, all right, maybe so one more year. Yeah, maybe. But but he's not doing well. No, I mean, the, the, well. the Oklahoma win this past weekend really helped. So That yeah, did that's help. True. That's true. I guess pull this one off, and then, then you're talking. Yeah. Yep. All right, next game, uh, Georgia, 22.5-point favorite at Kentucky. Kentucky just lost to Vanderbilt, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Not um, great. That's not good. Yeah. Will Levis was 11 of 23 for 109 yards with a pick. What the? If Vandy, you know, if Vandy can do that to you, I'm, what, what's Georgia's defense going to do? So just really disappointing for, for Kentucky. And it seems like maybe they lost some of their mojo after that Tennessee game where they just got destroyed. Haven't looked all that great since. Kind of stopped their momentum. So I, I like Georgia here a lot. I think, you know, Georgia's dominated their last five games, including a game against Tennessee where the probably was even the score wasn't even indicative of the game. But um, I don't see Georgia slowing down. I think it's going to be like a 42 uh, 10 type of game. So I'm going to make Georgia my lock of the week. I like you threw a score there too. That's good. Yeah. You know, just felt it, felt it. All right, moving on to Iowa at Minnesota. Gophers favored by three. We already stumbled around <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this scenario. Iowa's path to win the uh, the Big Ten West. And yeah, so it's if Illinois loses to Michigan, then Iowa controls yes. their destiny. Which, yes. You know. What about Minnesota? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. I had to, sorry, I had to do that to you, Mike. <laughs> Why? You knew I didn't have the answer. <laughs> I know. I, We're a little too early knows. for all these scenarios. We got to wait. I know. Yeah. I, I their, know whatever tough. their chances, it's more remote. They got to beat Wisconsin and Iowa. They do. They do. But they lost to Purdue and Illinois. So they're, yeah, they're, they're in trouble. They're, little, they're, they're, they're in trouble. trouble. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty low. Anyway, yeah, because it's dominated. Like Iowa and Illinois, or Iowa and Purdue have like yeah, they eighty percent or something yeah. Of, yeah, of the odds to big. win the division. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Iowa could win the West. Brian Ferentz, if, if they win the Keep West, then it, Keep they, on. yeah, I know. Like <laughs> they seriously might because it's just like, why would I fire him when we've just won the West two years in a row? <laughs> anyway, uh, so as of recording. I don't know if Tanner Morgan is going to be available in this game. If not, doesn't matter. If, yeah, it might not. But again, it'll be Ethan Kaliakmanis. Kaliakmanis. There we Kaliak go. Manis. Yes. Uh, he's under 50% completions on the season. One touchdown, four picks. I think he could really struggle against this Iowa defense. I actually trust Spencer Petrus a little more not to Whoa. make as many mistakes. And you know in such a low-scoring game, what's the total on this one? This is a super. Oh gosh, it's very low. 20, I'll, Twenty-nine. I'll ch- no, I'll check that. But uh, I'm taking three points in a game like that. Total is thirty-three. Ooh. Thirty-two <laughs> wow. at some places. Wow. That's low. Very low. All right, moving on. Another Big Ten game. Ohio State minus twenty-seven and a half at Maryland. And 
if correct me if I'm wrong, I think Ohio State controls their destiny in the you know, they might need a an, an Indiana <laughs> loss, I think. <laughs> you're right. You're probably right. Yeah. No. So uh it it's a big look ahead spot for Ohio State. They have Michigan game the Michigan game next week, but I, I think they're gonna be sharp here. Uh the line might even be a little inflated after Maryland's performance last week at Penn State, but I'm still gonna back the Buckeyes. I, I think they're gonna go into the Michigan game with confidence. Maryland hasn't covered in five games in a row. Um, I'd usually buy low on a team like the Terps here, but Penn State just blew the doors off them, 30 to nothing. The offensive line was giving up sacks left and right, ton of quarterback pressures. Maryland only had 27 yards in the first half. So I think Ohio State's going to pin their ears back. Um, and I also didn't love the quote from Loxley's after the game saying they'll need to take a, a deep look and reevaluate everything they're doing in all three phases. So not ideal when you're going to try and fix things before the Buckeyes. So I think Ohio State wins comfortably. All right. Uh, next game here, we got, uh, we're going back out west here. We got Boise State uh, playing at Wyoming. Ryan forgot to look at the, the point spread of this game, so I'll let you guys just say it. I believe, let me go off memory. I believe Boise yeah, I is just favored. Oh, I looked at this. 12? I thought it was 13 and a half or 14. Oh, okay. I was Oof. too low. Let me, ch- let me check. Well, let me high. check. It's... Yeah, it is high. Um, it's, yeah, 13 and it's, a half. Thir- and there's 14s, 13 and a halfs out there. Kind of whatever you want, Ryan, but you could take either. That's funny. I, I was doing all this. I was going to prepare for this game, and then I got all interested in like the tiebreaker situation, and I didn't even bother to pick the game. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> just, well, just give us a gut pick. <laughs> just give us your gut. Wyoming is my gut pick. All right, 13 so take half, the 14. Yeah. No, 14. Oh, you get the four, oh, 14. You four, got, okay. Yeah, there's 14s. Yeah, oh, for sure. oh, give me 14. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, big game here in the Mountain Division. So Boise is sitting at six and zero, and Wyoming is sitting at five and one. Uh, and some people think, oh, that's it, right? You got Utah State waiting, waiting in the wings there wow. at four and two. Wow, All defending right? champ so, Utah State. Yes. So Boise, obviously, if Boise wins, they clinch the division. It's over. But if Wyoming wins, you know they'll be the team that controls their own destiny. But in their last game, they have to go to Fresno State, where they'll probably be a dog. So that's a that's a tough matchup for them. And then yeah. Utah State plays at Boise in that final week. So Utah State, if they win the next two, they'll finish at okay, six and Okay, but Utah two. State's going to be a pretty big dog at Boise. <laughs> I'm just saying, dog. I'm saying it's possible. Not, okay. I'm just not, it's you possible. can't say it. We're talking about possibilities here. Like, you're right, you're right. You know, so if Utah State is not eliminated, you would, it, it, at least I think they're not. We have to read through the tie-breaking situations because that would mean that would be a, so you did all this research? You didn't even get a, a definitive answer? No, I didn't. It's kind of confusing, the tiebreaker <laughs> They'll situation. Be like, they're going to be like a 20-point dog at Boise. Hey, it, it can whatever. happen, man. It can happen. Okay, what's, yep, what's, the, what's the, the confusing tiebreaker situation? Okay, so here it is. Uh, head-to-head record, of course, but they'll have all kind of beat up on each other? Yes, because why maybe Boise, Boise beat... Wait. No. Utah State and Wyoming. What happened between them? I didn't check that. Come on, Ryan. Well, that that could ruin one. your. <laughs> <laughs> if Utah, St- I think Wyoming must have beat him. No. Yeah, Wyoming beat Utah State. Okay. All right. So we're we're back on. We're back on. All right. So head to head record won't work because it's a three way tie, and they've all beaten each other. Okay. So then it goes to number two. This is where I'm like gets a little weird. Higher college football playoff ranking going into the final week of the regular season, excluding teams who are not ranked and or 
that lost their final regular season game. So they all have three losses. I don't think anybody's going to be ranked, right? So it, it's not going to go to the college football playoff yeah. ranking. So then it, but then it'll turn into you can't. It says who are not ranked and or that lost their final regular season game. So and if if Utah State makes that, then Fresno they would have they would have won. No, and then wait, is that what? still part of uh, condition number two there? That's still the second yeah. tiebreaker. Well, I yeah, think that's, so that's saying I would I would. It's tough when I'm not reading it, but I think that's saying um, that's all part of they're looking at the playoff rankings. And who has the higher play playoff ranking, excluding if you lost, right? Okay, is that what it says? Uh-huh. Okay. Wait, read it. Read it again. Okay, higher college football playoff ranking going into the final week of the regular season, excluding teams who are not ranked and or that lost their final regular season game. Yeah, they're just saying if like if Boise was ranked, say, 14th and Utah State was 16th, but then Boise lost the final game of the regular season, then... They're not going to... They're out. I think they're kind of out. They'd go with the other ranked team because cause they're not going to get the next playoff rankings before they have to decide like this. this who's in the hmm. title game. That's that's how I'm interpreting it as I'm hearing this. Okay. But that makes a little... Someone, see, that's why I'm... Isn't that confusing? Like, it is. Well, and I might not be right there, but but some someone yeah. let us know if, if we're wrong here, but I'll probably look after the podcast and see. So that would make sense. So then it would... If but then there's no neither of these none of these teams are going to be ranked. In the yeah, let's, so I playoff. think we should. I think they'll just skip that one. Okay. Okay, so skip that one, and then it's a composite of selected computer rankings, which I guess would probably favor Boise. Yeah, but, yeah, for you sure. Know, so, yeah. Mm, all right, sorry, Utah State. But it's it, more of the, it's pretty much going to come down to the Boise Wyoming game. Them. Utah State's got to just just absolutely <laughs> annihilate Boise, yeah. like fifty to nothing or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I want to look at these tiebreakers. Mountain West, we've because we had they had a weird situation like this happen. They got screwed a yeah. few yeah, years, a couple ago. Of years. Fresno got screwed, right? Fresno got screwed because they had to play at Boise, right? And even though they were the was, higher ranked team, it was weird. Yeah, it's because they like they were using and the it was rankings because of that situation. The- I think of this. I think it was a situation where you you explained. All right, right, right. Okay. I think. It sounds familiar. Yeah, it's a bit funky. It's just kind of interesting that they're using the playoff rankings at all. And the reason for that is they want they want the best chance to to put a someone in yeah. the New Year's six game. So New they, Year's six. They don't really care kind of who deserves it yeah. based on, you know, who beat the next highest teams in the standings or something like that. They're like, no, we want the team with the best chance to. Yeah, they could have done make com- the like, six. like record versus conference opponents. Right, like right. Common com- reference, you know. Yeah. It's like, nope, it's playoff. Wait, where did you get these tiebreaker rules from, Ryan? Um, Wikipedia. Okay, I think that might be dated. <laughs> this is a, uh-oh. <laughs> I just pulled up uh, an article from... November 13th, 2022, which is very oh. timely, which talks about, so you're looking at the tiebreaker when three or more teams are tied. There's, they don't have any, so they, you have to get down to the fifth tiebreaker before you get to CFP rankings. Really? And then that tiebreaker just says highest CFP ranking or the composite of selected computer rankings if neither team is ranked in the CFP rankings following the final week of conference regular well, season games. Boise is just going to win it and so it whatever. <laughs> or Wyoming, yeah, whoever yeah. wins this game. Yeah. 
We have yeah. We failed here, guys. <laughs> we have confused the listeners. I'm not worried. Yeah. I'm not yeah, worried it's at all so because remote. it's going to come down to Boise, Wyoming. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. This is editing Michael Newman chiming in here. And we completely wasted your time for the last few minutes there. Utah State has been officially eliminated from the Mountain Division race. So down to either Wyoming or Boise State. Where are we at? You're up with... Uh... Or no, wait, we got USC's oh, yeah, we got, favorite, yeah, USC's favorite two and a half at UCLA. The big game. Back to the, we're staying on the we, West Coast, best coast. So we just spent probably like 10 minutes, not really, but it felt like 10 minutes on Boise State, Wyoming. Let's uh, quickly ble- breeze through this uh, USC, yeah. UCLA game. Yeah. Yes. No biggie. The, this game is awesome. Uh, not to mention it's one of the most visually pleasing games. They, they both wear their home uniforms, going to be in the Rose Bowl setting, and the game itself has the makings of a shootout. Over-under is around 75. Both teams have, have a very similar profile. They rely on great quarterback play and you know pretty average-ish defenses. Uh, I had a really hard time figuring out who to pick, so I ended up just deciding to take the, the points and, and home team, even though, even though UCLA just lost as the big favorite to Arizona. But I like that UCLA has the combo of DTR and Zach Charbonnet He's been running the ball so well this year, averaging seven and a half yards per carry. You know, the Trojans, they're going to move the ball, especially with Jordan Addison and Mario Williams back in the fold. But but losing Travis Dye last week could have an impact. They've also been battling injuries. So, you know, even if guys like Andrew Voorhees on the line, Raylan Goforth and Eric Gentry at linebacker, you know, I mentioned Addison and, and Williams. If all those guys are back, they're not going to be 100 percent. So that's kind of the way I'm looking at this one. Yeah, I like UCLA too, and I th- Travis Dye is definitely a, a factor in that reasoning. But I just think both offenses are going to be lights out here. Uh, I, I DTR and Charbonnet are awesome. I'm getting two and a half. I might as well take UCLA. But you know, UCLA's got a ton to play for. They're still playing for a Pac-12 title game appearance, and of course, they could kind of help ruin USC's season a little bit. Um, and it's not that far fetched to you for UCLA to to make the title game. We're not going to go through the scenarios, but. You know, they're not right at all far fetched. Not at all far fetched. Um, and, and USC's defense worries me a little bit in this game. Just think that UCLA could could kind of have a field day against them. I know you could kind of say the same thing other way around, yeah. but hey, I'm getting at least two and a half points with UCLA, so I'll take them. Yeah, that's we all agree here. I'll take in UCLA. I just I don't think USC is three plus points better than UCLA, um, and that's what this. Did I say UCLA twice there, or did I say USC the first time? No, I think you said it right. Uh, okay. I heard SC. Okay, good, good. Um, and Moron. Okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> at least I'm not holding my earbud in front of the microphone. Well, that, that, wasn't, a, that wasn't a dig <laughs> at you. That's a Trey move. That was a That's Trey, a Trey move. move. <laughs> Trey just <laughs> <laughs> not, though. You classic, were. I, classic heard, Trey. I heard myself. <laughs> really? Yeah. Classic Trey. It's totally unaware when he does it, yes. Don't worry. It, it, gets, it gets pretty much erased away in post, so... It's not a big deal. Anyway, what a what a terrible episode I'm leading right now. So I'm taking the points with UCLA. I think USC's defense has been much worse lately than it already was. Um, largely, well, at least partially because of missing Eric Gentry at linebacker, who just changes the way USC's defense is, is able to play with his kind of speed and length and coverage and just the fact that we have our linebacking core is, is not great. So... He's been he's been gone for several games. Not sure if he'll be back at 100%. Trey brought up, you know, of course, all these injuries. So um, a lot of guys that 
even if they're back, who knows if, if they're full, fully healthy. So, yeah, with two and a half points, I'll, I'll take it. All right, moving on. Another exciting big Pac-12 game, Utah at Oregon. Oregon is favored three. Yes, looking forward to this one. Um, a win uh, for either of these teams would give them, obviously, a very, very good chance to make the title game. Um, Utah would essentially be in since all they'd have to do is beat Colorado the following week. So they're pretty much uh, winning their in to the, to the title game. Oregon would have a little tougher road since they still go to Corvallis and play play the Beavers, uh, but could still get in some could get in with a couple of losses. Anyways, but this this game though, I, I got to roll with Utah. Um, I can't get those two games last year where Utah just destroyed them out of my head. They Utah beat them thirty eight to ten and then thirty eight to seven. Now I know no, neither of those games were in out in Autzen Stadium in Oregon, but. I mean, they didn't really matter where those games were being played last year. Oregon wasn't touching Utah. Cam Rising's looking good. Good to see him back and good going strong. Utah is playing really well lately. Um, and flip side, Ducks just gave up over 500 yards of offense in a loss at home to Washington. So I'm going to take the three points um, with Utah, and I'm going to feel real good about it. I already gave my lock. It looked oh, like you were going for the lock I was, button. I was about to click that lock button. I forgot you already it gave it. It did sound like it, but then I was like, I'll let you yeah, do a I'm double lock. You forbade me one time earlier this season but i'll let you do it if you want i still f- i'm gonna forbid it okay all right wow single lock you can't double lock that's just i mean if you're on, confident nobody enough you, nobody takes you seriously <laughs> okay people take our locks very seriously i'm sure as it is <laughs> and i'm sure a lot of people are tracking them yep uh we will see how healthy bo Nix is with with that ankle but yeah he was able to come back uh into the the last game of course so you'd think of course he'll play but maybe he's not 100 percent. and i think utah's offense is actually almost as good as oregon anyway especially if you, you take away the game where cam rising was out and utah's defense has been much better now they got gashed against ucla and usc so that's kind of a concern going up against a similarly potent offense but still overall it's been been better better than oregon's defense so i will also take three points same here uh, I know it's an angry Ducks team, but I just I think the Utes are com- coming in fresh and, and confident, and I, I think they can score with Oregon and, and keep it close or pull out the win. And I'm going to take the three and make the Utes my lock of the week. Ooh, I thought about it, but yeah. I, see, I didn't need to, Mike. Somebody else did. Michael, are you drinking two cups? What what do you got in those cups, buddy? I've That's got a my move. Buddy? <laughs> <laughs> I have a water, and I have a pumpkin cider. that's that's why all these playoff scenarios are really getting jumbled up in my head i'm not seeing straight right now oh my god i'm one third of the way into a pumpkin cider and i'm feeling it pumpkin cider (laughs) tis the season all right well i promise we'll have a a better grasp of these uh (laughs) these scenarios next scenarios next week and or at least two weeks from now but probably next week. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, next week is the time. Next week. Yeah, next week is the time yeah, we got. Actually, matter next week. Yeah, two weeks from this now week, we'll, they don't really matter. Two weeks from now we'll, we'll definitely, definitely have them because yeah. <laughs> they'll be all all set. Uh, Depends if you drink all that cider. Yeah. Well, that's for the patrons because we got a Patreon episode we got to record after oh, this. That's right. Yeah, should be a good one. Is it alcoholic? So it's an alcoholic beverage. Yeah, it's an alcoholic beverage. Yeah, this is the first nice. time I've ever I've ever drank alcohol that's... on the uh, on the main feed patreon episode wow. i let myself do it but i mean no, not that, wouldn't be my first time 
It's yeah, been I noticeable. I know Ryan's done it. <laughs> I mean, I'm only I'm only like probably like a quarter of the way in. I I wish I could blame it, but I'm just like an idiot. A big jug, like a 30 ga- 40 gallon thing or something. 40 40 ounce. <laughs> 40 gallons. Yeah. Yeah, yes, I'm, I'm 13 Sorry. gallons into my cider right now. <laughs> 10 gallons in. My ounces. All right. Anyway, let's uh let's get to the questionable finish. Yeah, we're already there. Which upset would cause more panic, Texas losing at Kansas or Oklahoma losing Bedlam? It's a good question, but I'm going to go with Texas. Um, I just feel like Oklahoma's season, it's been a massive disappointment already. Can kind of chalk it up to year one after Riley. Still recruiting well, but for Texas, you can almost rationalize their losses this year to some really good teams like Bama and TCU, but falling to Kansas again would not be a good look drop them to six and five with the talent and expectations that they had in year two of sark you know his seat would be obviously getting a lot warmer next year yeah i 100 percent agree it's the year one versus year two factor there's just such a big difference so yeah they they texas is supposed to take a big step forward this year so if if they lose at kansas then it's inarguable that uh well i guess they took a little bit of a step forward (laughs) but but not enough yeah and oklahoma is just they're already kind of done. Like, these fans right. are not really. It wouldn't really matter a whole lot if they lose. It's just like the season's horrible no matter what happens, even if we win. So, yeah, it's all about Texas here. Okay. Matt Fortuna tweeted on Saturday that Notre Dame has more than twice as many blocked punts as Texas A&M has wins this season. What's something you've done more this? What's something you've done this season more times than Texas A&M has won? Um, I've watched Vanderbilt win more games. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah, that's okay. Yes. That, that was a good one. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Yeah. You probably haven't watched them, though. I'm going to be honest there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe a couple, but. You watched like yeah. the Hawaii win and Definitely watched Kentucky. Hawaii. Saw some Kentucky. Some of Kentucky. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you two of them. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't remember the other. They played. Uh, Did, who else? They like they, they played like some Eastern really Kentucky or something or yeah, East Tennessee something like State. that. I don't know. Someone oh, like, Ryan, you were locked yeah. in. God, it's my lock of the year. Elon was mm, was Elon. Yes, Musk a win and Northern Illinois at Northern Illinois. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There you go. All right. Well, in the past two weeks, I have had more pastrami sandwiches. Then AM has wins. From where? Uh, there is a, a deli very close to me within walking distance, and it's an incredible sandwich. Very good. Wow. wow. That's nice to have one that you can walk to. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I and like you can that. work from work from home. Yeah. Huh? I like that. It's not bad. Not bad. Nice little um, lunch break. Mine is is kind of leading into our last piece of the questionable questionable finish because I've hit four upset specials this year. Whoa, that's pretty mm. good. Yeah, it's very good. It's been what ten weeks? So yeah, four, four and, and six. La- or so? Last week I had 13, 13 and a half point dog Washington. So feeling good. That's a good. That's, yeah, that's excellent. Good Another thing I've had um, uh, more gallons of pumpkin cider than wow. Yeah, right. Wow. Right. <laughs> than Texas yeah. Wow. Ones. Me too. Yeah, yeah, you can't too. see it, everyone. But Michael's garbage. got like kegs behind him of yeah pumpkin cider. All right. Let's get to our upset specials, see if Trey can add to that impressive record. I had Navy last week, and it was so close, yet not so close. They they came I back had, against Notre I had Dame. I Ole but, Miss. 
Yeah, you oh. guys each were close. Yours was ri- yeah. was actually close, Ryan. Um, yeah. UAB, I'm taking this week to win at LSU as a two-touchdown underdog. They're decent on both sides of the ball. Dwayne McBride is second in the nation in rushing yards and touchdowns. And their quarterback, Dylan Hopkins, very efficient, takes That's care That's pretty crazy that the SEC West winner is only a two-touchdown favorite against UAB at home. It is pretty crazy. I know. And it's not right? like UAB is amazing this year, but... Yeah, but they're solid, and they're they're getting back Dylan Hopkins. Well, he was back last game and came back from from a concussion, and they dominated North Texas, who's decent. So I'm gonna give them a puncher's chance here in this game. All right, cool. I'm gonna go to Bedlam. I'll take Oklahoma State. I know they've been kind of down the last few weeks or so. Spencer Sanders has been off and on injured, but they'll get up for Bedlam. They would love to to hit Oklahoma while they're down. Sure would, and you would like that too. <laughs> I would. I'd pick it Oklahoma State. <laughs> he picked it as something special. <laughs> well, for other reasons. All right. Uh, we got Boston College. I'm picking them. They're 21, getting 21 at Notre Dame. Hey, Boston College just beat a ranked NC State team on the road last week. It was a solid team. Notre Dame really struggled with Navy. They gained 12 yards in the second half. 12. So that's not good. No, that's and, really you know, bad. They've lost. <laughs> so they've, and they've lost to Stanford and Marshall at home already. Why not BC? Okay. That'll do it for this week's episode of the College Football Bros. Uh, be sure to uh, subscribe to our Patreon if you want to support the show. If you want uh, extra bonus episodes, uh, like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're going to have... We're, we're, waiting, we're waiting on a potential hire at Nebraska. If that could happen anytime now... That would be great because we'd Ooh, love to put up, re- yeah. love to put up some some Husker coaching content. But stay tuned to the YouTube channel because we'll we'll see if if there's any uh, coaching stories that break. But thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros. Follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.